0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 359, it's my birthday. It's my 45th birthday. In honor of my birthday, I've invited my new virtual assistant, Stephanie Snow to join me, and we're going to talk about processing because it's one of my favorite things to do with my friends, and it would be really awkward for me to do alone, and so we're going to process some of Stephanie's current things and model that for you. We're also going to process some of the things y'all sent me via Instagram, and I really loved how this episode turned out, so let's get right to it. Here we go. 70, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Oh my goodness, thank you. And welcome to the Don't Mom Alone team. Yay. Yay. Oh, y'all. In the transition from 2021 to 2022, one more thing that just went head over heels was was, a switch up in our team. Sarah Jane, that you've listened to in the past, she. Was at a season where she needed to take a full-time job for her family and is working in her kids' school district, which is perfect for them, but it also meant that she no longer could have this role on our team. And thankfully, I reached out to a friend and she connected me with Stephanie. And Stephanie's so sweet to like in- accept my invitation to do this special birthday episode. So thank you for being willing to just jump in. With all the things.
1: Of course, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> we're challenging you
0: on all new things. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so before we get into what we're gonna talk about today, introduce everyone to your family and where you are. Okay,
1: yeah, my name is Stephanie. Um, I live in Waxahachie, just south of Dallas. Um, I have been married to my husband, Rob, for 14 and a half years almost. Um, We have three kids that are Willa, Nora, and Nolan, age nine, seven, and five, and they are wild and so fun, and I've been a stay-at-home mom for maybe eight or nine years, and I'm just glad to, I was praying for some kind of opportunity to come for me, a job, and um, my kids wanted me to work at Chipotle, but I had to dash that dream of theirs, and yeah, got connected with Heather, and it's been so fun and a learning experience, but I've loved it. Well, we're thrilled to have
0: you. And today, drumroll, is my 45th birthday. And I'm Happy telling birthday. you, that's an old person age. I'm just saying. like <laughs> it's that not. It feels ridiculous. I cannot <laughs> even fathom, but I'm also at that place where I just don't care. There's like a level of like not caring when you hit your forties and it's fantastic. When I thought about a birthday episode, I thought, okay, I don't want to do Q and A's because I don't feel like I have the answers. That's the other gift of 45 is you seem to know less and less. (laughs) And I've become more and more curious as I go. And I think having these interviews every week, I just... I'm amazed at the vast mm-hmm. amount of information and experience and testimonies. And so I've come to love processing more than question answer. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you ever like experienced this
1: processing uh, maybe informally, formally? Well, yeah, um, as an enneagram 7, I typically okay. try to stay away from <laughs> that sort of stuff. And I would rather process how to plan a party than my emotions and feelings. But also, as a seven, it's easy to just get in my own head and to not be able to get out of that loop of thoughts, whether they are rational at all or make sense. It has been, yeah, a great thing for me to have a close friend to talk with or a journal to write my thoughts down because getting them out helps so much in being able to feel peace or apply the gospel to them or just make it through the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When I'm at a lunch or coffee or out with friends, it's really helpful when we have a space that they feel comfortable enough to say out loud that Mm -hmm. loop that's been playing in their head over and over again. And then what's been really great is being a part of a group where we allow space for them to talk. And we don't say anything yep. <laughs> which is the hardest part of being a good friend is just keeping your mouth shut, but then also asking really good questions. And mm-hmm. instead of offering advice that may not be needed. So I asked listeners for a whole list of topics or just said, what would you want to process? And they, I have a whole page full Of topics. But before we get into each one, I think giving some like ground rules that have been helpful. Yeah. So uh, I love what you said, how you journal. I think that's really great. If someone's in a stuck place Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and do you use any kind of prompts or do you just freehand journal?
1: Yeah, just freehand. I don't have any prompts or I'm pretty (laughs) good at like spilling my thoughts out onto the page. Just not (laughs) if I get to that point of wanting to do it. Yeah.
0: I think when I have been a consistent journaler now I use the write the word journals, but
1: yeah,
0: it tends to be a prayer format where I'm just Mm -hmm. letting it all out in like a talking to God format, but I've heard other people will like, um, I think you were talking about get out of your head by Jenny Allen And I've done a 21-day brain detox. And in that, you write down what are some persistent thoughts that you've had in the last day? And typically, three to four, maybe five thoughts will come to your mind from the day before. And you write those down. And you're able to see, oh, okay, where's the truth in this? And if it's a blatant lie, bringing it back to God and say, what could you give me as truth to think instead of this? So I can retrain my brain so I can renew my mind. And that has been just a really helpful process when I get stuck with me and God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that one thing that's helpful in journaling, if I'm praying, I tend to feel like a a hesitancy to say the thing sometimes. I have a dear friend that is great at like, just telling the Lord exactly how she feels with a no filter. And I am not, I should mm-hmm. be, the Lord wants to know those things and he knows them already, but he wants to hear them from us. But I tend to be more like, oh, can I really say that to the Lord? I don't know. So with, with like a mind map or some similar exercise where like, I am just going to write down all my thoughts about this particular area of my life, my kids being a parent, being a wife, um, now I have a job. Um, but whatever those things are, th- that gives me freedom that I should feel in prayer, but I don't always feel in prayer um, to just say say it just like it is. I'm really thankful you said that.
0: And I'm super curious. <laughs> to process it.
1: Let's do it. Let's
0: if you're <laughs> willing just to dig in a yeah. little bit
1: of what's the belief? What are you believing? Yeah, yeah I, uh, hmm. well, I have for a long time just felt like my underlying emotion towards God or my perception of how He sees me is that He's probably mad at me. I've probably done something wrong and that I didn't confess or I don't really know about or that I'm fine with having done wrong. And rather than telling myself that God's grace is always free, I think we better get this together, Stephanie, before we bring it to God. And yeah, just that that underlying fear that I will not be approved if I say how I'm really feeling. Even though I know the things, I know that God already knows how I'm feeling that he can is big enough to handle those feelings. I know that in my brain, it's hard to connect that to my emotions and feel freedom to say, I'm mad at you. God, this sucks. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, that's really honest. And I appreciate you saying it out loud because I know others can relate to that. And I'm also curious if that is a similar belief you hold with people in your life. like. Spouse, kids, parents—that's
1: a great question. I think that has changed a lot in me as a grown-up. I have not reached forty-five yet, but <laughs> I'm a little bit <laughs> older. Wait. And, uh, wait, it's amazing. I'm excited. Not everybody gets to grow old. I feel excited yeah. about getting older, but yeah. um, but yes, that kind of space, the church that we go to, encourages that that openness and that. There is nothing that, that the gospel doesn't apply to. There's no area of my life or feeling that I'm feeling that the hope of Jesus cannot speak into. And that has made it easier for me to be honest with my husband for sure and my close friends. My parents are wonderful and they are always great to talk to. Probably the family member that I love talking to the most is my grandma. Um, She is, what year is this? 2022. So she is 82 and has lived a long life and is the first to tell you that she's done lots of things wrong, but has steadfastly trusted in the Lord. And I feel comfortable telling her, I don't know what's going on. And I am feeling this way. And she's always like, I have been there and I can't tell you exactly what to do, but I'm praying for you. (laughs) the Lord is near. I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm curious what it would look like to journal and think of her.
1: Yeah. Oh, I think that's a great, a really great idea.
0: Yeah. Just to that, I, exact, I, 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 that. I could see your face light up when you yeah. talked about her and the love and the grace and the, no matter what, unconditional, the unconditional yeah. acceptance you've felt with her. And I think any person in our life, grandparent, friend, sometimes our kids give us for the first time we've experienced unconditional love. And mm-hmm. to picture them when we pray or communicate with God, I think is is helpful because yeah. it's the closest thing we get to something we could never really grasp this side of heaven. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. I do think that one of the things that has been just kind of switched in my mind is that if a family member or someone I know is loving me well, that is the Lord loving me through them. Those things aren't separate. And so I love that idea of thinking, oh Lord, this is you using this wonderful, faithful woman to communicate your love for me and your acceptance. Man, that's wonderful. I'm excited to (laughs) approach my prayers with that mentality.
0: (laughs) Well let's we'll get into more processing in a second. But speaking okay. of grandma, I want to tell everyone about my new favorite thing in my kitchen. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> when I think of my grandma, <laughs> I think of her in the kitchen and she had a tiny one uh in Indiana. But okay, this company is actually based in Indiana. It's Caraway. Yeah. Okay. I know. And they sent me a couple of, they sent me a skillet, they sent me a pot, and they let me pick what color and I'm telling you, my signature's pink right now, y'all. I can't quit it. It's just what it is. And so, and with all the boys, I just think I've earned that. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So bonus points that all of their products are non-toxic without, I don't know what these letters stand for y'all, but I'm thinking they're really bad chemicals. P-F-A-S-P-T-F-E-P-F-O-A, other hard to pronounce chemicals. But what I really have loved um, the other night, my oldest son and I, he uh, picked out some steaks from Costco to cook and he had this way he wanted to do it on a skillet and he was using one and I was using the caraway and mine cooked amazing (laughs) because it was not sticking, but it was the right amount of like catching the food and the butter and the steak. And we had some. Uh, basil in there. It was really, really good. And the good news too, is that Caraway products release up to 60% less CO2 into the environment compared to other nonstick coverings, which things we don't even see.
1: Yeah. I like that. I stopped using a nonstick pan years ago because I felt like this is getting into my food. I have to check this out.
0: There you go. Well, you're going to love it because over 25,000 people have raved about it. So, if anyone wants to check it out, I'm not joking. I really have been using their stuff and I love it. Visit carawayhome.com forward slash DMA. You can take advantage of their limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. It's exclusive for our listeners. So, visit caraway. You spell it C A R A W A Y. So, Careway Home. Dot com forward slash DMA. Use the code DMA at checkout. caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. Amazing. Amazing. Moving me back into processing, journaling we talked about, finding your person that you can picture God, unconditional love. When we're sitting, did you guys catch anything I was doing with Stephanie where I was noting what was happening to her physically when her face lit up about her grandma? When I was curious about her feelings or where did something come from, there was missing information in my mind when she shared about how it was hard to journal to God. And so, asking for missing pieces, but not in a judgmental way, but more yeah. really this posture of helping
1: that person go a little deeper and the why. I have heard someone say asking a question that you don't think you already know the answer to. Lots of times when we, a friend comes to us with something heavy and yeah. we think, oh, I know the answer to your problem. Um, and being able to ask a question without having a response in mind is a skill and it's hard um, or just a different way to listen. But And it's really helpful for that person. Yeah. i
0: I have found sometimes I get talking and I think it's one thing that's been bothering me. And the, the more I talk and the more someone's processing through with me, we find out the core thing. So I think yeah. it's about my kids and a situation at school, but really it's a core belief of who I am and my mm-hmm. value and my identity. And so giving someone space to get to that root so that then they can be set free from it and yeah. move <laughs> forward because the goal as believers is to not be held back by the things of this world, but to yeah. shine a light into dark places. And if we need tools to do that so that we yep. can work through the brokenness of this world with people, you yeah. know? Okay, you want to get into some of these? Let's get into it,
1: yeah.
0: Let's do it. Should we start with <laughs> the easy get, one?
1: Let's get away from my things. Well, let's get away
0: from Stephanie's <laughs> <from somebody's laughs> like, well, I was going to bring up your thing though. Um, <laughs>
1: <It's>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go, let's go to this, this one. I, I, I have worked through this on my own sometimes, and I've talked to friends about this. Uh, when I asked Instagram people to share what they want to process a person sent in, my kids don't have a skill, talent, or sport that they really excel at doing mediocre at all. I don't, I think they're saying they're not just like basic right. average
2: just average. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Does it seem like there's an extra pressure? Yeah. Was it more than when we were young?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I if it's more. didn't have any skills or talent. <laughs> or, I
2: <don't> See, <laughs> I
0: did, so I did but I was homeschooled. And so that's just where we saw people. Like yeah. I did ballet or synchronized swimming or whatever, yeah. just to be a part of something. It was less about, yeah. I had to be amazing at it. I just participated in these team activities. So I think if, yeah, if this mom was here, I would be curious to know where is she getting the idea that they need to excel? Yes. I'm curious to know that. Yeah. And it could be social media and then it might be, Mm -hmm. well, maybe we need to take a break from that.
1: Yeah. And I think that, Lots of times we want great things for our kids, right? Yeah, that's and not we, a bad desire. Yeah. Right. We try to prepare them for the future. And we kind of want to identify what what is their thing? What is the thing they love? What is the thing they're naturally good at in order to help shepherd them away from just kind of floundering or wandering for a while. That my question would be why do you need to excel at a skill? Talent or sport, or what's wrong with being average, Mm -hmm. Um, or what is it? What is it that you want for your kids? Yeah, that's driving that. Because that's probably not a bad thing. But
0: no, and I think knowing what your why is for those activities Mm -hmm. is really helpful. And because I I would say, should is not a sustainable why. It's not going to keep them going. It's not going to keep you going. Yeah, if the why is you are concerned that they don't have friends or they're not developing certain leadership skills or then that's just participation that's not necessarily right. excelling if the goal is you're hoping to get a scholarship or i don't know all of their friends are excelling in something and they don't have yeah. something that's a different why
1: yep those come from different motivations
0: and and i think also a question to ask is what are you feeling about that. And if the feeling is shame, mm. then we have to disconnect is their performance highly tied to my performance which is something I'm trying to claw at from my book is yeah can I be okay if they're not if they're average? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. maybe this mom is a high performer.
1: Yeah. And yeah. she's That's always true.
0: excelled at everything she's done and can't imagine a t- person not desiring the same thing.
1: Yeah. Then my question would be somewhere along the lines of what about your worth comes from who your kids are or what about their worth comes from what they do, how they perform. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I think even if we, we wouldn't say that as moms at all, but we might carry that weight of Gosh, I just want them. I want the best for them. So I want to see them excel at X, Y, Z.
0: And if it's not shame, it could be fear. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. afraid that if they don't excel, then they won't get into that high school, that college, have that career. You're fearful for their future sure. selves. Yeah. And so kind of speaking to those fears and recognizing that a majority of us as adults, Did not have a super skill. Um vast majority of us. Vast majority of us. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, that's an example for that one. How about slow moving children? Slow moving children. This is what she wrote. (laughs) And this is a friend of mine. So she made me laugh. Um, shout out, Tracy. The fact my kids think my car of my car as a flux capacitor when they are moving slower than molasses. And the joke, you know. Back to the yeah. future. Yep. <laughs> I, I vividly remember these days. And then there's his own version as they're more teens and preteens. But what, can you, you can relate. So what are you I can feeling? Relate. Yep. What are you feeling when you have slow moving children?
1: To me, it has just always seemed like this is just a fact. If we have to be somewhere at this certain time, then <laughs> we have to leave at this certain time. But if I think about that, it's much more of my own time management skills and way less of theirs. If my seven year old just has no concept of, oh, it's going to take me 15 minutes to find my shoes. And I am the one, as the grown up in the room, that has to be thinking way ahead to say, it's going to take us this long to do these things. But more than just a practical answer of time management, I have to think especially if it's not at school or an activity that starts on time. Like, I mean, what's driving my need to leave at a particular time or to be, to follow my own schedule to the T, which is really hard. I enjoy being on time places.
2: Oh, you do. Okay.
1: Yep. I feel for that mom that is just waiting for the kids to get their hair brushed or that's our current struggle. So if you
0: enjoy getting there on time, What do you feel when you're late or they're moving slow, which is going to cause you to be late?
1: Yep. I feel stress and anger and disbelief. Like how is it taking you so long to do this thing that it shouldn't take you so long? Yeah. It is hard to resist the short, quick angry response in that moment for sure.
0: And the anger, like usually there's something behind the anger. So if you're late, What are you thinking, feeling if you show up late?
1: It depends on where we're going, for sure. Uh, If we're late to church, maybe that means they don't get a spot in their class. Our church is growing like crazy. Or there's a lot of little kids. If we're late to school, school doesn't bother me. But if (laughs) I'm like, that's fine. The first 10 minutes of school are like, just get in the building. Um, Or if we're late to practice, or if we've told someone we're going to be somewhere, I feel like it makes me look... Disorganized or, yeah, disorganized, not in control.
0: Yeah, that's what I would say in the times when I felt anger like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you people? You know, like (laughs) as if it's like their issue is I'm fearing what other people think of me, that I am not together enough to get my people with their hair all combed and perfectly in line. To a place that, and and really shame. Then, so Mm -hmm. I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good time manager, and all of that flows down.
1: Yeah,
2: to how I see myself. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: especially with the, I know underneath I have this fear of like I am a disorganized person. (laughs) Like, well, my house is rarely clean, and that feels like a. Way reflection of me. Am I there? Is our hair scraggly? Do we have snacks? Do we have matching clothes on? Or all those things feel like Stephanie, there's another woman in the room that's a better mom than you because she <laughs> was able to get all this done. And that's just not true.
0: And if, like, you're telling me this and I'm wanting to process it with you, I might say, Well, what do you need from me? Mm-hmm. Would, does it help to say like identification? Like when I said, I understand that, or does it help for me to just listen or does it help, you know, the, the needs, yeah. there's an actual card that our group uses that has all the different needs on it. But
1: yeah, I think for me, it would be just tell me I'm not alone mm-hmm. and just tell me that it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. If we show up scraggly and late and one of the things that you said recently on the podcast actually was, if something's worth being done, it's worth being done poorly. And what was the other thing? Like, um, no, that's inconsistently. The G- yeah, yeah. <laughs> like G.K. Chesterton yes.
0: said, yeah, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. But
1: that has brought me freedom. I'm like, okay, I don't have to,
0: yeah, do this exactly right. And you didn't need me to tell you how to make your kids move faster.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Because. <laughs> Cause that's a blockable goal. Maybe <laughs> there's some
0: real on Instagram that's going to tell you, but it's been filtered. It's been concocted. It's been matched yeah. to music and it's not real life, but, yep. and there's probably some time management expert. That's going to reach out to me to want to be on the show. And that's great. <laughs> but we're trying to get to the feelings behind it because it's not about the kids. Yep. Yeah. It's
1: not it's about not. the kids,
0: Mm-mm. but I will tell you, Stephanie, one thing that does make me feel like a good mom is when I get all of our family around the table at dinner, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm winning. I have, especially with teenagers, I'll just tell yeah, you with all their activities and with my oldest driving himself and his plans. If I can get us all around the table, it's like, I'm so I looked at my gratitude on my um, write what matters journal mm-hmm. and almost always it's like laughter on the table, dinner together. Like it's the thing that yeah. in the next day I'm grateful for. And one thing that helps me do it is another one of our
2: sponsors, HelloFresh. Have you ever tried HelloFresh?
1: I have. Okay. Yeah, I have tried it just once. Just once. And it was, yeah, so convenient to have it all. I love to cook and our life pace has been slower until recently, but it is so nice to have it all measured out and the recipe on a card or on your phone. Um, It is quite convenient. Yeah, all this stuff comes to you and
0: you could pick ahead of time. I know some people mm-hmm. have like kids who are a little more uh I don't need picky. to use the word picky. Yeah, I don't oh, use picky, mm-hmm. I use um, selective.
1: Selective. There you go.
0: Yeah, they're very selective in their eating. And so you can go onto HelloFresh's website and they have over 50 menu items. And you can even choose like a family-friendly option, which my boys find is delicious. And I know we are all noticing the pinch on our pockets with everything happening financially, it's actually 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. So if you're a family that's in a season of busyness and you're finding yourself eating out really quickly after games or on the go, this may be a money saver for you, even though it seems like the opposite if you looked at your budget. So I even have like an even better... announcement for our listeners. There are 16 free meals. I'm giving away free food here. Yes. So if you go to hellofresh.com slash DMA 1616 and use that code DMA 16, you get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Y'all I'm giving you money here. This is like just throwing money happy,
2: birthday. happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday.
0: <laughs> so go to hellofresh.com slash DMA 16, use that code DMA 16 for the 16 free meals, three free gifts. And you're going to find out while HelloFresh is the number one meal kit. Okay. The other thing that makes me feel like a good mom is stitch fix kids. Oh, Okay, have you know tried about this? this? Okay. No. So I've done the Stitch Fix for me before. This is fantastic. If you have a child that's really particular, mm. do you have any like sensory kids? I don't, I mean, you don't have no. to say if you do, but yeah. I have some that like were just like me. I was the one. I did not like the tags. I only like elastic. You know, I'm not wanting the uncomfortable clothes. You see yeah. me in a sweatshirt right now. So what was great is I could go on Stitch Fix and say, these are the kinds of clothes I want. And this is exactly their style. And they sent me a bunch of items and I could look through it real quickly and say, okay, this is, this is going to be a no-go automatically. This is going to be amazing. A super soft sweater. That's actually going to look nice. And I would call my son in and within like 10 minutes, he tried on the things in our living room. We didn't have to go to a store where he's overstimulated and I could send back the ones he didn't pick keep the ones that he loves. And he's actually has clothes that fit, which Mm -hmm. even though we have hand-me-downs, clothes don't last to four children. I'm just going to tell you they don't. But it was, it's awesome. And I love, they have sizes from 2T to 18. Uh, There's no subscription required.
1: So this isn't
0: like something you're committed to. You can order a refresh. Like if you're needing some spring clothes coming up, going into summer and you get to control like, what fits yes. you. I know it's always good to be in control. If you want to try it out, you go to stitchfix.com slash DMA. Again, that don't mom alone. That's going to get you into all the things you'll get 25% off when you keep all of the things in the fix. And I'm fine. You can, these aren't expensive things like items start at $10. I mean, these oh, aren't just, great. yeah, these aren't ridiculously priced things. Uh, go to stitchfix.com slash DMA 25% off when you keep everything. Stitchfix.com DMA.
1: That sounds awesome. We were watching TV the other night and my seven-year-old daughter asked like, what's my style? You get to choose. You get to choose what your (laughs) style is. It took me until I was 43. No, it was last
0: year, 44. And now I know my style. So tell her, bless it. If she gets figured out at seven. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So speaking of children, again, you want to talk about lying? I get asked this question a lot. Yeah. So, this person wrote how to respond to kids lying without overreacting and making them feel the need to lie more. And again, this is processing with your friend. This isn't giving Mm -hmm. her what James Dobson said. This isn't like what the latest podcast or this is you listening. And so, you said you could relate. So, I'm going to process this with you. How do you feel when a child? lies to you what are you what are you feeling thinking
1: partially it is just hard to tell sometimes and I hate that our lying struggles have been about insignificant things my kids are still young and so they're around our house all the time that's where they go um (laughs) and it it just is it makes me nervous for the future like man if you're willing to lie about brushing your teeth where are we headed in the next five years? Because you can feel how you feel about brushing your teeth, but like it's two minutes and you're done. Yeah. That has just been like, Oh gosh, what is the future going to be like if we're lying right now? And, and as much as I want to stop it, I'm not in control of what comes out of their mouth. Like that feels scary.
0: Scary. Mm -hmm. So I hear fear you're projecting if this is happening now, what could this be like?
1: Yeah. And yes. if
0: if they're lying about small things, what big things? And I also heard a little bit of pain at almost like a betrayal.
1: Mm, yes, definitely. It's hard to watch the kids grow up when they seem to be making selfish mistakes. Like, I want that toy. That doesn't feel like they're betraying me. Uh, But if I'm asking them a direct question and for them to like look in my eyes and not tell me the truth, it is really hard and it is hurtful. It's hard to watch. I know my kids aren't innocent in the sense that they never make mistakes. They make mistakes all the time. But watching that just kind of their own journey through their own self feels hard. To just know, like, oh gosh, you're gonna make wrong choices and they might be big. That's scary too. So, yeah. yeah, I think fear is fear is sure. the number
0: one, yeah. Yeah,
1: fear and mm-hmm.
0: and I'm curious if you've sat with them and worked through their why. Mm-hmm. Because I was uh, a liar, I told you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> yes. I was a liar, and if I had to reflect back. As a child on why I lied, it was probably rooted in my own fear, Mm -hmm. but mainly in my love of others' approval and not wanting, Mm -hmm. again, it's rooted in all of that. And I don't want to disappoint someone. And so I'm more willing to not tell them the truth than to lose that approval and love and acceptance. And so,
1: yeah, we haven't had... That our tactic has been more to remind, Hey, we trust you. We are trusting you. And I think that would be really helpful if we sat and could get to why sometimes it's hard. I don't know if any of your kids are like this, but just to, to ask questions and get zero response or just blank faith. I don't know what to do from this point. You are saying nothing. And yep. We had that, we had that yesterday right here in this
0: chair. (laughs) And I was like, I, I start to feel panicky.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, okay. Am I supposed to throw a scripture at this? That doesn't feel right. Am I like, (laughs) there's something misaligned in your heart. And eventually yesterday I came around to, I think he needs love and acceptance and attention and just reminders. I think I've been really busy and I think I've been really, you know, spending a lot of time with other brothers. And Mm -hmm. I think this negative behavior is really a crying out for me, but he doesn't know how to, to to say that. Yeah. And anyway, I, and I really, I think I ended up even just sharing from my own quiet time that day, like what God reminded me about, and it just brought it. Back to it was still truth, but it was less like directly right telling him what was true and more just saying, Yeah, when I'm feeling that way, you know, God reminds me X, Y, and Z. Yeah,
1: I love that you said attention because that is something that it's just hard for me to. What well, we have three kids and there's only three of them, so if you have a lot more than that, then <laughs> I can't imagine it just feels hard to. Make sure everyone is getting what they need. And we are just in a season of transition of I've been doing a lot more stuff outside of our house. And having that balance of how do I give you the attention that you're really craving? I would be interested to talk with our child that is struggling with lying and just say, could we get to the root of, is that is that really what you need? You just need me to be somehow like we've got to transition into somehow it's, it's
0: working different. for yeah and it somehow yeah. it's working for them
1: yeah
0: or they wouldn't right. keep going to it like things that i do give me something like if it's i don't know eating that piece of chocolate it gives me something and if right. i'm even stop, if you feel yeah, yeah. if i'm going to stop it it's not wrong but if I, if that's my goal is to stop that behavior i've got to figure out well what is it giving me what reward am I getting? And I have to be curious about my own. And so to help them walk through that, yeah. to even do the processing that we've been doing when it comes to lying, instead of this lying is wrong, don't do it, the consequence is this. Like that's typically the advice we get. But to give them the gift of processing with them,
1: yeah,
0: is, I think. What I'm what I'm finding in parenting to be the long-term route is that connection and that curiosity.
1: Yeah, I love that you said long term too. I think that is one thing that I want to keep in mind as a mom that I don't I'm just not good at. It's like, man, this is this is short that the time that they're in my house, but I hope to have a good relationship with them for a long time, for the rest of my life or theirs. And being able to, we just have not been great at making those, I feel available. I want my kids to come talk to me, but what's their perception of, do they feel like they can come and talk to me about however they're feeling, or even with all the things going on in the world, like I feel like our oldest child, she's just more aware. She carries more um, of the weight of what's going out in the world. Than our other children do, and being able to give space for her to come and say, "What is going on?" Not that we have the answers or the crystal ball to see the future, but um, yeah, making that space for the long term.
0: And I think Sounds whenever cool. I feel those promptings, like if that's the thing that's cycling in my head that I'm stuck on, like I know we need more time. I know I need more, and I need I need to make this clear. I write it down, or I create a plan. I like the other day just made a whole list of all the things that were like weighing on me when it came to parenting and I brought yeah. it to Bruce and we just came up with an intentional plan. And you may not stick with it. It may just be for a season, but if that's what helps you get unstuck when it comes to that, I would encourage you cuz you know yeah. again there's lots of tips out there on how to <laughs> Get that one on one time, but what works for your family is something Mm -hmm. that you and your husband could come together with, or even the kids. Like it could be a family meeting, like, oh my goodness, I've been realizing we've been going all different directions, and I'd really love to make sure you guys have time to talk. And whether that's shoulder to shoulder or whatever it is, what would that look like for y'all? And what, what times could we set up? So, well, Stephanie,
2: our time is up.
0: I cannot believe it. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your own
1: things. Yeah, I love this. Um, As a listener of the podcast before I got to work with you, it is just a kind of a little dream come true. And I, Mm. my sister actually introduced me to the podcast and she was like, you better say my name. (laughs) Okay. What's (laughs) her name? Say it. What is it? Allison Duncan. Allison Duncan. I know that name. I've (laughs) seen that name.
0: Well, thank you, Allison, for introducing me to Stephanie and Stephanie to me, Um, Chloe. So y'all, whenever you see show notes, that's Stephanie putting all that together, working hard, (laughs) listening to each episode, finding links for you so that you are connected with all the resources and people you need. And my hope as my birthday treat is that y'all Keep doing this with your people and we process life Mm -hmm. together. Um, But thank you for being with me for my birthday.
2: Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Have a good rest of your day. You too.
0: Thank you for letting me celebrate my birthday on the podcast how I want (laughs) it. And I hope it was helpful for you and that you can take what we modeled and talked through and try it with your friends. Hold a posture of curiosity and... A desire to grow and to be a safe place for them, not to get advice or make motherhood, quote unquote, better, but how they can experience motherhood differently, empowered with God in their lives. I'm going to pray over us, Lord. I thank you that you give us friendships. I thank you that how you've made us with feelings and thoughts and minds and bodies that we get to enter into your world. And I pray, Lord, that we would take these thoughts captive, that we would share them with one another, that we would not be held back by shame or fear um, or pain, but we would come to each other. And Lord, I pray that we would be friends who would have compassion on one another, particularly in these times when everything is constantly topsy-turvy that we would find solace in you alone and that we would be that comfort to one another I pray for any mom who is listening who is really in a very very hard place that you would help her first get unstuck that she would believe rightly about who you are in her life and
2: pray you would bring people to her and she would also reach out to others and I thank you lord that you are
0: our constant comfort in times of need. And I praise you for that truth and that promise. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, happy birthday. I'm just gonna say it all day. Happy birthday. Uh, Next week, I am having Chris McKenna from Protect Young Eyes. We're gonna talk about technology. And it is not a shaming episode, y'all. It is an equipping episode because we can be strong
2: and courageous when it comes to technology. Join me back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to DontMomAlone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors,